Welcome to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. As usual, I'm Max. And I'm Nikki. And together we're... Max and Nikki. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about artists uh, and their reputations versus the art that they create. So um, basically, is, is it important to separate the artist from the art? Is it possible? Is it possible to do that? Um, and what are all the sort of things that are involved with that? Um, you know, uh, from a moral standpoint, an ethical, ethical standpoint, standpoint. Uh, which is essentially the same thing. But I've always uh, thought ethics had a little to do more with when there's money involved. But I guess that's also kind of maybe wrong. I'm not sure. And um, to help us discuss this uh, hard hitting topic is uh, a return guest. Um, you know him from uh, the band uh, Foxtails Brigade as their drummer and also, also the director of their music videos and, and other Bay Area bands. And also the co-host of the Totally Tell Me podcast. Um, please welcome to the stage Dominic Mercurio. Wow, Hi, it's, Dominic. Good, it's good to be on this stage with you tonight. Yeah, um, yeah. This, yeah. In, this uh, bi-coastal stage that we're on. Um, but before we get to our topic at hand, uh, we have a little station business first. Um, on this Monday, uh, October, October 16th, 16th. Uh, will be our monthly, our second of our monthly comedy. The second edition of our monthly, second edition of our comedy, monthly comedy, comedy show, show. Vintage Basement with Max and Nikki. Right, and that will be happening at Under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village. In Manhattan, New York. At St. Mark's Place. 9 p.m. And uh, tickets St. are St. Mark's avail- Place in First Avenue. Okay, and uh, tickets are available now at uh, maxandnikki.com and horsetrade.info. Um Get them while you still can. We got a great lineup, including Mike Kaplan, Jenna Friedman, Lisa Traeger, Rob, Rob Cantrell, Cantrell, and Jim Tews. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Get your tickets now. Um, anything you want to say, Dominic? Any Anything you'd like to plug, promote? Any hair plugs you'd like to plug? You know, I... Any do- bu- uh, ha- you know, I don't, ha- I don't have any hair plugs or butt plugs to plug currently at the moment. Um... But I suppose you better fix that. Fix that I know, problem. I, I do need to fix that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, the next Fox Hills Brigade show I don't think is until December. I think it's December first at the Uptown. But you could come to that if you're in the Bay Area. Oh really? Oh, yeah. when is the Independent show? That, that's in January. Yeah, that's January eleventh. I think. Okay. I'm very excited about that. That's going to be awesome. I've never played that's the Independent. Gonna be, that's gonna headlining, be headlining, headlining, Independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's uh, our birthday is on January fifteenth. Actually, what are you so. looking at? Though? Oh, nice. Nothing. Sorry, so Nikki was looking. It's at almost it. it's almost your birthday party then. Yeah, I know, right? It is actually. We're actually going to have a vintage basement uh, show, show on, our on our birthday. Actually, oh, uh, okay, crazy. okay. So, will you will already have a birthday party? It'll be yeah, covered. Yeah. You don't need us to. But play you know, hey, birthday. we can hey, have a bicoastal birthday party. Yeah, bicoastal, bicoastal birthday. Yeah, yeah. Bicoastal, bi curious birthday party. Yeah, by by whatever you know, whatever. By, it's like if you want to try a little this and that, it's fine. And if you want to bring some by right ice cream to the party, I'm all oh, for that. So good. Hey, whatever the whatever the best caramel is actually. That's the best salted caramel I think I've ever had. It's the only one I care about. I actually well, actually well time out actually hold EC, on maybe I misspoke. EC in Berkeley, <laughs> the, if you've ever been to EC, very it's probably my favorite ice cream place shop, uh-huh. and they have great salted caramel. Let me tell you what, uh-huh. but my favorite flavor there is maple candied bacon. 
Oh no! Come on! Oh, trust me. Get the it's bacon good. out of here. Get the no. It's good. It's, it's good. good. It's You're good. You're skeptical actually, now, but it's great. Dominic, it's we, we good. Could, we could have done a subtopic on bacon because I feel strongly against bacon. Actually, are you really? strongly against bacon? Yes, speak your mind. Like, speak your mind. Not oh, good. It's not good. It's just like a greasy sort of. Just it's overwhelming. It's oh, like, I love it. Mm, it's like mm, this, mm. it's too much. It's just too much. You put bacon on literally anything. That's all it tastes like. It just tastes like a bacon. Um, I disagree, but I love the flavor of bacon. I would even go as far as to just even cook some bacon up as a snack, just as <laughs> no, a, no. A, just a snack. You know what? I oh, love no. I love maple syrup on bacon. Mm, it tastes oh. great. You know what else is good? Dipping your bacon in eggs in like the in the egg yolk. Mm. Yeah, you know what else is good? Dipping your bacon straight in the trash. <laughs> well, well, you know what well, else is good? Dipping, are you saying that tastes good? You know what else is yeah, good is dipping. You know, also as good as dipping your balls in the egg yolk. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I do, I do that every story. Sunday. That's a sort of Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. That's Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. Sunday brunch. Yeah. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday, well, Sunday. that's actually uh, Sunday fun day. Yeah, Sunday that's a Sunday that's Monday. a tradition yeah. uh, in the religious community, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the, it's, uh, the it's God's day and they, the priests <laughs> after after God's after church on Sunday, the priests go out to brunch and they dip their balls in in yolk. You know, and they tell the kids, they tell them, right. hey, you know, I got some eggs for you. you Do wanna... it with us, yeah. Oh, whoa. Like, oh, you're getting really controversial. Oh, I know. Here. Hey, yeah. hey, that's well, that's like, uh, that's another topic, you know, if you want it. <laughs> some other time. I, like, seriously. I'm you know, sure one church. that we would agree upon. <laughs> I'm sure right, that's right. one we would agree upon. Right. And so we, we wanted to have Dominic on this episode specifically because... No, well, well, not we just specifically. Don't, but, uh, we'll cut that out. We don't <laughs> forget that. Okay, okay well, okay. We don't need to say that. All right, all right. Well, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, bacon. Um, real quick, though. Uh, yeah. Bacon. What about, like, vegetarian bacon? You into that? I don't even know if I've had vegetarian bacon. Oh, like Morning, oh, Morning Star? Star makes vegetarian it is good, bacon? I gotta say. It's really uh, good. You know okay. the brand Morning Star? Uh, no, no. I don't know this. Trader Joe's has a lot of Trader Morning Star. Trader Joe's has a lot of Morning Star products. at least they products. used to. I'm not sure if that's like a... Um, so there's that, and there's also turkey bacon, which is also good. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It's, our mom. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's just the. It's just all kind of just in the realm of too much for me. It's just the too much flavor. Like you don't like. Just, you don't like too much though. flavor. You know what? Prosciutto. That's that's what I like. That's the. Closest I, I love that bacon. too. I like that too. So good. I I'm I like most foods except when you start getting weirder about it. You know, like uh, <laughs> what does that mean? You know, like uh, subjective. Computer. Well, like Ram's testicles or like. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, like tripe. I don't like tripe. I've had yeah, tripe, gross. and that's gross. I but, will say I've had tripe once that uh, on one occasion where I thought it was not bad. But then I guess as I ate more throughout the meal, I started to feel like okay, this isn't as great mm-hmm. as I thought it was in the beginning. But but most foods that are totally like turned common off, to the uh, general public, that I like most of those foods. Well, you know? I gotta say, I, I gotta do. say, I'm not a big fan of like. Uh, oysters. Well, or, that's that's one. That's or, the or I only say, one. I'm sorry, raw oysters. Raw oysters. I actually do like when they're cooked. Actually, yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're good. Dominic, well, are there any foods you dislike heavily besides bacon? Obviously, you seem to have well, a great see, disdain for bacon. I, I I will never go out of my way to eat bacon, but if bacon is presented to me, I will eat the bacon. You know what I mean? Sure, so sure. even <laughs> something like that, which I don't like, if someone like were to cook me a breakfast and it had bacon in it. I just eat the bacon. I just go with the flow a little bit. Oh, you know? interesting. So I kind of agree with you that there really isn't any foods. Or there, there probably, like, I guess some seafoods are, right. I straight up won't eat it. 
Sure, right. sure. But yeah, there's some seafoods. The reason I don't like certain seafoods is because sometimes it just tastes like you're straight up drinking or eating like the seawater or something yeah, like that. So I don't you know? want that. I don't want that. Oysters. Uh, that's I why agree. I don't want, like raw oysters just taste like the ocean and yeah. that tastes gross, you know. Yeah, I will say there's one thing I agree with you about, Dominic, <clears throat> and that's um while I do love bacon, I will not put bacon usually <laughs> on on a burger. Because oh, yeah. I think the burger should be experienced for the beef itself. Yes. Uh, and not... Well, unadulterated. Unadulterated. Because when you put bacon on it, it really does it's detract from the... It's a bacon sandwich. The, it is... It, is it becomes a bacon... But that, I yeah. love a BLT, though. I love a good BLT. Well, see, I mean, I've had some good BLTs in my time as well, you know? <laughs> it's like, I don't like bacon, but sometimes it does kind of woo Well, you know why the reason the bacon. It's about the bacon. It's about the bacon in that one, I suppose. <laughs> it is, it yeah, is yeah, I guess yeah. so. Also, you know what's really good? A bacon, a BLAT, a bacon a lettuce black. avocado only, tomato. It. It's the only kind that I'll fuck with, for sure. You gotta oh, get the avocado yeah. on there. Yeah. I mean, oh, avocado. Love avocado. Don't even forget get me started. It. Forget about it. Forget oh, about yeah. it. Um, also, um... Sir Dominic, uh, we call me Sir, Sir, Sir Dominic. <laughs> uh, you wish, Sir, Do- uh, Sir Dominic the Third, Sir Dominic the the Fourth, Sir Dominic uh-huh. Angus Beef, <laughs> Mercurio, disliker of bacon uh, in the Fourth yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of the Round Table. Um, <laughs> but that is the Round Table's pizza, Sir Dominic. Right, yeah. There's yeah, something Dominic. that we've been doing starting the and the last episode, it, which is talk about um, this. Week's episode of Curb Enthusiasm. Right, I listened to um, your last episode. <laughs> oh, okay, do you? So watch, I'm primed. I'm primed. Do on you that. watch Curb Enthusiasm? No, I you don't. I don't. Oh, okay. you should get but on that. Free, it's a really. But feel I think free you to would discuss. love it. But we're gonna just briefly discuss. Um, <laughs> I know we talked a little more than we said <laughs> I know, as usual. I know. I know. As time. I was listening to that, oh my god, it was so funny because the last time I was on this podcast, uh, uh, right, right. you guys were like, uh, "Okay, we're just gonna talk about we're just gonna talk about Twin Peaks for like five minutes," and then that ended up. Well, being, no, Game of Thrones. Oh, Game well, of Thrones Twin Peaks for five. Twin Peaks is something that you would want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, I just, um, speaking of Twin Peaks, we actually didn't actually talk about the last episode with you. <laughs> no, but we won't, we, we won't talk about okay, that. We, won't we, talk, are, we, we already talk do, about offline. We about devoted, we'll we devoted a whole, we, we did, devoted we did. a whole podcast we did, episode we did, to, we to did, Twin we Peaks. We did, we did, we did, we did. Although, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on it. I do, because it, it actually, I, yeah, it, it was quite I an interesting. I can't talk to Laura about it yet, because, oh, no, she's just taking forever, huh? Oh, did she? Actually, she might have finished, but we haven't talked about well, it yet because we've been yeah, saving it for a you know what? Tell me. She didn't. She needs to rewatch episode eight or something like that. Yes, because she I does. think she, I think like she, she, stu- she fell asleep during that and then just continued on. I'm like, you, that's not an episode you should fall asleep for. Actually, no, no, because um, it's no. very, it's very important for them. the whole or any, well, any of them. Any even of them, if you, even if you don't. Uh, aesthetically, or even if you don't like the episode, it's going to be it's important, important to nevertheless. understand or try to understand. It's actually, the whole I mean, that's a whole thing uh, I want to talk to you about offline. Is just uh, how all of it actually kind of. Co- well, okay. we'll talk. We'll talk later. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> I guess the thing to say here is, for me at least, Twin Peaks, this new series, it is probably the most thought-provoking TV series I've ever and watched. Actually, oh, I ever. I I've I've watched a lot of shows and I've um, I've loved a lot of shows, but Twin Peaks has never made me 
really delve deep into trying to understand the meaning of things, like um, in 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 a philosophical kind of way. Oh know? yeah, and well it's then very I, interesting. I would totally agree with with that specific statement. Right, I don't know and if it's, it's not necessarily the best TV show I've ever no, seen. No, it's no, absolutely don't get me wrong. Not, I don't think it's not. the best TV show I've ever seen. Right, right. But that's it's not a, that's not necessarily a qualifier for being the best TV series. Right, right, However, right. it does add to it being a good TV series. I would yeah, say. Right. Oh, totally. It's, I think it's. I think it was amazing. I, I loved it. But yeah, we can yeah. talk later. Because <laughs> Seinfeld is my favorite show, and that's not... <laughs> Which brings us back to Curb Enthusiasm. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll I derailed that. I derailed that. Spo- <laughs> spoil alerts here for the next... We'll, we'll try to keep it Dominic as short, Bia, you're we'll try to keep it as, short yeah. as possible. Uh-huh. It's um, going to be like seven to ten minutes, everybody. <laughs> no. no, this will be very short. <laughs> All I want to say is um, this show, this episode was... Uh, funnier than the first a step first, up from the la- last and, episode and I was I generally genuinely laughed out loud at a couple moments uh, uh, especially that the moment where Leon goes into the hotel <laughs> and says his name out loud his fake name and tries to get this jar of pickles Pickle jar open. open and it's just this so I mean it's such a uh, an absurd idea that everyone it's a Dominic, diverse- it plays on the idea Dominic that um, everybody wants to be the hero when opening up a, a pickle a, jar. Open, They're like, a, a oh, no, I could do it. I could do it. Right. I, uh-huh. Everybody thinks that they can be the one to open up the, the uh-huh. jar of pickles. Uh-huh. And, and nobody can resist uh, trying to be the hero mm-hmm. in that situation. Right. And it is, it's, that's a really funny. Yeah, um, so right. they try to use that as a diversion so Larry right. can sneak into this hotel. Yeah. Um, it's very, very funny. And, uh, but my only complaint about this episode... Uh, Actually, no. I don't really have any complaints about it. I think it's a, <clears throat> I think it was a fine episode. I think it was a fine episode. There is still maybe a, a much lesser than the last episode, but maybe just a a, a touch of this uh, self awareness, I guess, of like what he knows the audience will like in a way. Um, there have been some. There have been quite a few seasons of Kirby Enthusiasm up this at this point, and because he wasn't doing it every year by year, um, I think. It's as if at this point he knows, like, oh, fans are going to love this kind of a thing, and it's almost like there's a he'll really play up. On he'll that. play up on that a little bit, and it's just there's almost just too much of a, an awareness of that. It seems like right. I noticed that from uh, all the characters, really, including Leon, even, even though, including Leon. Even though I think uh, JB Smoove is very, very funny, but right, he he's there was something that. a little bit more natural about him in the first few seasons. Well, in the first few seasons that he oh, was that on he the show. appears in, yeah. Um, and, and do you, I mean, do we need to talk about Last Man on Earth, or I don't know? No, we don't, I don't. That's know. not that's something. Not something. We don't need to talk about. <laughs> we don't need to talk about every TV show we watch. All right. Um, See, well, that was short. That Dominic. was short, right? Hey, Dominic? you know what? That was very good, you guys. That was yeah. very right. concise. You're I loved it. Keep, keeping us in check, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Okay. My presence it makes you Your presence feel anxious that you got to get through it real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sure. You're, it's true. I'm it's very true. intimidating. Well, it's I'm very intimidating, is what's sure. But there's also not a whole lot to have to talk about on that on this show. So um, um, now let's get to the subject of the main topic of our, our podcast today, which is um, artists and uh, and the work create ver- create work they create versus, versus the artists themselves and the and their personality and the reputation, reputation they that have. They, uh, they, have. they have. Is yeah. it important to separate the artist from the art? And before we get into things, um, I want to say that we may disagree about things on this. Uh, you listeners at home may find what we might say as controversial or um, off-putting, but just know that we like to approach subjects from all angles 
even if we don't necessarily agree with what we're saying ourselves, but we like to play devil's advocate sometimes and really just try to dig in deep and try to understand try to have the re- opposition Have sometimes. a true uh, dialect or dialogue. I think that's what they call it. Uh, what is it? Uh, Plato's dialects, I think that's what he called them. Anyway. Or dialogues. I mean, that's for sure it's dialogues, but I think he called them dialects Okay, too, well, maybe. that's not very important. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. But... Anyway, dialogue that is, is a that true is dialogue. The, the, uh, or actually, it would be trialogue, right? Uh-huh. That's the Today one note I'm going to say. Yeah. But um, let's begin. Uh, what do you, Dominic, let's leave it up to you. Maybe is it important, dialectic. Is it important <laughs> to separate the artist from the art? Or um, are there specific times when it's, it, it's possible at all or impossible? I don't know. Tell us. Uh, well, how I interpret the question is kind of two parts. Like, First up, should you um, separate the art from the artist? And I think the answer is yes. Um, yes, but can, I, but can you? Uh-huh, I think uh-huh. is a harder is a harder question to I, to answer. I yeah, I, I agree with you actually. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know. I can't. <laughs> Hold oh, on, I are. actually I, are, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree a little bit actually, but yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. Um, Okay, so that is a two-parter, well, okay, actually. Okay, and tell us why. Yeah, I mean, well, think I think that... Um, <clears throat> well, I think about some artists, too, that that I love, who mm. I have um, seen in interviews or, or whatever, or they've just said sure. things or maybe done things right, that right, are right. Uh, ranging from anywhere from just kind of annoying to truly terrible, Right, uh, right, know, like right, right. Horrible things, you know. Yeah. Uh, Is there and, any artists you would care to mention right now, or you don't? You want to keep that to yourself? I oh know. no, I mean, like uh, for example, Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino. I was gonna, say, I was gonna right. say, I love his movies. Love yeah, I his think movies. He's a, He's yeah. one of the best directors of all time. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, but he is a bit of a. I gotta say, yeah. In interviews, he's really kind he's, of just sleazy kind of a guy. You know. I, yeah, I, I find him. I find him really off-putting in interviews to the point that I've completely stopped watching interviews with him for like at least five or six years now. Like, because right. it, it, it oh, kind of really? de- wow. it kind of like depresses me a little bit yeah. to get insight into who he is because he just right. seems like such a gross kind of individual who just kind of seems like he's always coked up or like kind of he does always seem like he's coked up it's crazy and like he he has this vibe of he just is so into himself well it's like yeah, he's very the, aware that he he is an important filmmaker which he is and i totally agree but but modesty is always modesty something modesty is a virtue yeah, that would be nice. is a, is is yeah i, I think that that's it's something important. that people should always uh you know have some sort of humbling quality. Well, you know, it's interesting because, like, um, even, uh, like, Prince, for example, everybody loved Prince, or a lot of people loved Prince, mm-hmm. um, but, but he was a Jehovah's notori- Witness, and he, well, he, he was, was notorious like, self just being a weird guy. He was a too, weird yeah. guy, and he was a Jehovah's Witness and was very s- serious about it to uh, his detriment, I believe, you know? Well, also, he kind um, of imposed that kind of his... Idealisms upon other people that were, you know, in his circle, I guess, or you know. Anyway, uh, I think it would, for for me, if I were a big fan of Prince, and I'm not saying I'm not, I'm I'm uh, I'm a fan of Prince, but um, he's not a huge, he's not a hero of mine, but he, Mm -hmm. like, if I were, I would not have wanted to get to know him personally, (laughs) you know. Right. Um, Right. No. Yeah, I had a friend who had a chance to meet Prince and. 
he idolized Prince, or at least his music, mm-hmm. and, and, and his artistry just on stage and the kind of presence that he, uh, you know, uh, the, his aura, I guess, you know. But he, he had heard stories about him being off-putting and just kind of weird, and he's like, I don't want to meet him. I don't want to ruin that mm-hmm. idealization of him that I have. Um, and then it'll ruin, for him, he, could, he wasn't able to separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. He felt like that would uh, imbue his art with negativity, I guess, you know, if he had met him. No, you know? now, sometimes it is, you, I think it is possible sometimes. Like, um, for example, with St. Vincent, I heard her, like, on the WTF podcast, and I think her music is great. Um, um, by the way, like, she came out with a new single, I think yesterday, actually. Was. Yeah, there's three. There's three new songs. There's three new single lines. Three right, songs. but there was... Oh, did they all come out yesterday? No, no they didn't no, all come no, out But either. one came out yesterday. Yeah. Or at least... And I, Well, first of all, what do you think of that song? Uh, it's, it's called it's Pills. It's called Pills, yeah. Um, what do you think? I... Th- <laughs> Or do you uh, want to say? I mean, not no. Say. Yeah, I, I'll say. Uh, I mean, you don't, you don't have, have to. to. You I understand. You really actually. don't want to. Well, You're no, in a band. I, I understand. I, I, I'm still, We're in a band too. I don't. I, I'm actually. It's. It's more that I'm trying to still figure out what I think of this song. In a oh, way, interesting. my uh-huh. first instinct is I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, right. In, right. In right. Some parts of it, but it wasn't right. Really awesome to me. Right. I actually right. much preferred the uh, Los Los Angeles song. Okay. Really? Oh, Los Angeles. I, I saw the. I, I saw her perform that on Colbert. I haven't actually listened to the. the oh, uh, the studio recording. On, oh, the performance is like that's not good. I didn't yeah, like that. it wasn't crazy with well, the legs. The legs. Yeah, one. it wasn't good. But the song I mean, itself is is good. You I actually to the like the New York song more than yeah. that. I haven't heard it yet. I, I agree with that too. I mean, oh really? I think New York is maybe the best. Los Angeles right. is second best, and then Pills is the third best. I gotta say though, with Pills, I mean, I I reckon I should listen to the other two, the the studio recordings though. Um, but I thought, okay, this is pretty cool. I like you thought, <laughs> right. but then I actually couldn't help wanting to listen to it again. Actually, and I've oh, listened yeah. to it a few times. And, oh, I listened to it. And a I'm few like, times. I think I actually really do like the song a lot in a way. However, the one thing I have to say about it is that it, I mean, it sounds a lot like two different songs. I mean, it kind of sounds like the Itching Scratchy theme song uh-huh. from The Simpsons. Well, you know, I, think it's she's, like, I think she's very much referencing. She's very much referencing something yeah. like that, of course. She's referencing like, but, a, like a commercial song. Yeah, you know? of course, of course. But I think it's very cool in its production value, and it's really awesome in that sense. And her licks are really cool on the guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Nikki's telling me to speed this up. And, but, and then the second part, like the ending part, I think is really awesome and cool as sounding. Very much sounds like Dear Prudence, by the way, though, mm-hmm. Beatles song. But uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, St. Vincent, whatever. <laughs> so, so, yeah, thank you, Dominic. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, but in general, I think her music is great, but I heard her in interview on, on the WTF podcast with Mark Marion, and I found her interview, or some of the things she had to say, kind of off-putting, and I didn't like that, and it did make me at one point start to like not be as into her as an artist, but lately I've kind of just been like, I've been able to separate the artist from the art, mm-hmm. and not, not really just, not care so much about what the person says, and, and just, I mean, for her specifically, but I will get into point, I will we'll get into it a little bit when I, it, it's kind of harder to do that. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, so... Part, so yeah, there are certain things that are minor things that I'm like, okay, this is just a, this artist's opinion. They haven't done anything heinous actually in their lives, you know, uh, that would make the reputation just awful. Uh, 
in that sense, I can separate the artist from the artist, the art from the artist. However, there are sin- instances, and I kind of go this with this by like, is the artist dead or is he alive still? Or, or she alive? Or is is whatever. Um, egregious act that they committed how long has it been since that has happened right well part of it is like okay if this person has done so many awful things in their life i kind of almost don't want to support their art because that's actually if it's a helping them financially now Uh. with that said like for instance wagner uh ricard wagner was a notorious anti-semite uh but his music can some of his music at least some of it's a bit long, but it's very beautiful, and he's a very big innovator for classical music as far as uh, expanding the tonal world, I In guess. In fact, a lot of weddings use his wedding march, wedding march at their weddings. At their wedding. The it's Here Comes famous. the Bride song Here comes the bride. is written by Wagner, who's a known anti-Semite. He's known anti-Semite. It, I think it'd be rare for you to find that at a Jewish wedding, though, or heard at a Jewish right. wedding. Right. But with that said, he has very... Tristan and Isolde is very passionate and very romantic. It's very good. But if he's not to, alive anymore, If you though, were to encounter an anti-Semite today, you would not want to support anybody, anything that that person does, right? Am I, what do you think, Dominic? Probably not, right? Yeah, but what if you didn't know? No, what if you didn't know? Well, if I what didn't if you know, didn't then know that, would... that this music oh, that before... you were listening to, you right. know, say you fell in love with the, say you fell in love with the art first, say you like heard an album right, somewhere, right, right, and then right, you right. figured out, oh shit, this guy is an anti-Semite. Like this is awful you know right. uh um would you then reverse your feelings on the art itself or so no. here's here's my here's the yeah. the example that i'm going to bring up that that tackles this issue as a head current, on cur- head on <laughs> and that's um bill cosby, the bill cosby right, issue right. because we grew up i mean the bill the cosby show is one of my favorite shows of all time it's in my top five favorite shows of all time mm. and it still continues to be so to this day, but I will say rewatching it, and, but rewatching it now, even though I love the show, I can't, I can't escape this feeling I feel when watching him interact with women and even young girls on the TV, on the show mm-hmm. and thinking kind of a little weirded out by it. You know, mm. it, it's, that's a case where it is, it might not even be possible for me to separate the artist from the art completely because it's just a feeling that I feel that I can't, I can't get rid of, you know? Well, especially right now because we're living through the moment of him, of him being exposed. Right. right? And whereas like so many kids or something, you know, like 50 years down the road, I don't think people could go back and watch the Cosby show and they might hear, you know, Oh, did you hear that? He's like a rapist. And then, you know, they'd be like, oh, okay. But it wouldn't have the same impact because they didn't live through him being uncovered as a rapist. Right. But also, in addition to that, uh, he wouldn't be, he'd probably be dead at that point, too. Right. And so, like, financially, he has, I mean, he wouldn't be gaining anything, he'd be dead. But also, um, he's, uh, he, he, there's so many allegations against him that it's, I guess it's sort of hard. if that were to happen with somebody and they were creating something now, like I, I think it would, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody uh, that would actually support anything that Bill Cosby is coming out with right now. If he were to come out with anything, right? That, and this is actually something that brings up something I wasn't even thinking about uh, until just now. Did you guys? Do you guys know that band? Um, uh, oh my God! Wait, hold on. Green Day. 
No, they're offspring. They're offspring. Offspring. Oh man, what, what are they called? Oh, tattoo, tattoo. <laughs> Everly Brothers, the Everly Brothers. Um, oh uh, my god, uh, Captain, oh. Captain, Captain, Captain and Snil. Power Bottom. Power Never bottom. heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> Never heard of a. They're a newish band. They're well, they were a, a newish band. <clears throat> these two, uh, these two guys who were kind of like gender. By the way, you just said queer. What? Let me just say, you said they were a newish band, by the way. Right. I just wanna they, yeah, they, they say that are. for the record. They, they were always a newish band, right? They are a newish band, but <laughs> I say were because they're sort of like off right, the map they, now. I, I got you. I know. I was yeah. just making fun yeah, of you. Yeah. Um, anyways, they, uh, they're they like genderqueer and they're very progressive and they're uh, in their music, they're talking about, you know, uh, all these sort of like gender identities and it's kind of like this right. whole thing. And granted, I personally didn't really like their music that much, but they were like gaining popularity. I kind of feel like in part because they were incorporating that stuff into their music. Uh-huh. Right. But Interesting. that's neither here nor there. Basically... The point is, uh, it kind of came out that they, uh, one of them w- had allegedly sexually assaulted uh, a few women. Really? In like various points, uh, like, and all this information came out, and it just, it completely dive bombed their career. Like, the article was everywhere. It was on Pitchfork and Stereogum and uh, Rolling Stone. Like, all, all these major music publications picked up this story. And it uh-huh. just completely like they took they they took their music off of Spotify. The label really? did. Uh, the the label like retracted everything, and they said that we're dropping them, and like it basically ruined their career. And I kind of I, I was like, wow, this is really crazy considering these are still allegations. You know, I mean, right, but, right. Uh, yeah. We'll get into. The, I agree ahead. with you. I told. Go on. Con- oh, go continue. Sorry. I, right. I know I mean, what you're saying. I know. Sure, it very well could be true, and and I I totally have no reason to believe it's it's not true. Also, but it is like an extreme reaction to uh-huh. remove uh-huh. the art from the artist just because of how of what the artist did. You know, that's so a very good point. It's interesting. That's very it's a good, good. point. I it, it's it's too bad we're agreeing so much <laughs> on this because 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 we we because the last episode we were agreeing the last episode you were on we were agreeing a lot. But I agree with you that I think in, in this day and age people rush in to believing whatever the news puts out uh, and says is true. Even if even they, if there's a alle- bandwagon, even effect. if it's an allegation, um, that could ruin your career. Even if it's not true, and, and even if they wind up that it's you finding it's not true, it just kind of not- taints your your career. In a yeah, way. and so um, I think it's always important to do research before coming to any conclusion. Really, or actually wait it, it out. Actually, d- too. Yeah, and and wait it out and see what what. Comes what what the actual verdict? Well, is yeah. I mean, and, the, the, and let me let me clarify too that I, I don't even necessarily uh, I'm not even trying to say that it maybe isn't no, true. It's my, of course I, the, not. The, of course the, not. the biggest thing I want to kind of get at though is I think that uh, to remove the music from Spotify, like they made it so you couldn't even buy the album anymore, like from the website. Basically, the album was out for like a couple days. And then, oh, wow. and then it got removed from all web stores and you couldn't purchase it. And it was like, they weren't, you just couldn't buy this album anymore. And I think that is very wrong. Like I think to, Extreme. to not let the art be out there because the artist did something terrible is wrong. I think you should 
absolutely boycott the artist if you feel like they did something terrible like right. boycott them as a person but sure. to deny everyone the art is like what's the point what does that solve that solves nothing right but, interesting so there interesting. there are um some people well, that will say that will okay. say uh and again i i'm not saying things are not true mm-hmm. but some people will like um they'll be uh, of the ilk or belief that Whenever a woman says, whenever a woman says that they were sexually assaulted or, or raped, no matter who it is, they will one hundred percent believe that woman, no matter what. But I, even though most likely that's going to be true, um, well, just based on statistics, it doesn't. I guess. It doesn't mean that it will be fa- false. You know, I mean, it. It doesn't mean that it. It, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean that, that, it will that be woman true, is, is not trying to get back at that person for something or. Like, I always put myself in, in the artist's shoes. If I were famous, and I was thinking about this a couple of days ago, it, I think it'd be a scary thing if little old innocent Nikki Weinbach, somebody accused me of, of sexual misconduct or rape, and even if I didn't do it, I know that most people would jump on the bandwagon of believing that I did, and I, my career... Would my life would be ruined in in a sense, you know, even if it weren't true, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it it's very important in these uh, it's in these situations to not rush into any conclusions until we have. Now, obviously, with I was just going to point with, out ex- a, an example. Okay, go on. So there's a, a this doesn't have to do with an artist necessarily. It has to do with uh, sports team people actually. Oh yeah. So. Not too long ago, there were these, maybe in the mid-2000s, there were these guys at Duke University, these lacrosse players, that were accused of uh, raping this woman. Who was like a stripper. Who was like a stripper, I guess, that was hired for a party. And there was clear evidence, like, they were on Newsweek and every, it just, all the major publications just started saying, like, they were guilty, basically. Every news media outlet said they were guilty, like, they were protests against them like and there saying like out there was a bunch of outcry that they saying, should they they should be uh expelled from school and just actually i think even serve jail time and the coach of the team always stayed true to this he, he knew his uh his players very well he got fired from his position because of this because he supported his team there wasn't any conclusive evidence by the way uh it was just yet. it was just that this sort of conjecture this, this, this based stripper on, uh said by the way was coerced by the da of uh, of where's where well, are, you're getting a little bit wrong but in any event no, she was she, she was, was coerced by the da to no the da of wherever duke university wherever, is. wherever it was where the litigation happened but um in any event the end thing in this whole thing was that they found out that a lot of these people had very strong alibis that said that they didn't do it one of them was uh, at the time said moment of the rape, one of them was taking out money from a, an ATM machine and they had the cameras that could prove that at that time he was taking money out. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't have possibly done it. And then all of them that were accused had, you know, sufficient evidence so, that said they didn't. And it finally came out that they didn't do it. What at, yeah. And then the woman actually, she said, I, I lied. And, uh, and the D, what, I mean, it was a lot more shady. You think the, the, the DA of that, that town or city coerced the woman into saying that they 
they raped her because he was running for re-election and he needed a big kind of win on the side of social justice to and, support his, his uh, campaign. And he actually. actually told the guy in the lab that tested for a DNA evidence, he told them to fudge it, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy. It was just always and the you know DA. What? The, it's like the a movie. DA, the DA is always the bad was, guy. Uh, he was... All he got was just disbarred, you know? It, it wasn't like he was right. arrested. It's crazy. And even though... I think he served a day in jail. These kids, these kids, these college kids... Um, and the funny thing is these college kids look so bro-y and look like they would be guilty, you know? Right. But it seems like they, they would be the typical they, types. But be. they ended up being innocent. And But their their lives for a few years were tainted. And, and you I know, think. They I had mean, to re- sure. work through this. Right. And, um, one of the victims, and one the, of, one coach, of the, the coach got removed of, from his position because of, he he wanted to stand in solidarity with the the students. And one and of the ki- one of the guys fired. said, you know, if you know, we're lucky. The, one of the Duke team members said, we're lucky that we were rich enough to be able to afford the lawyers we did, who really fought for us and dig deep for strong evidence. He's like, I can only imagine what would happen if I were poor and I. Didn't, I couldn't afford a lawyer, like, and that happens so often, you know, people... But that and, happens both ways. I mean, I think uh, all that's really interesting, but I think this happens both ways, though. I mean, also you sure, could, Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Like, absolutely, absolutely. I'm sure absolutely. sometimes, uh, but I think far more rarely than the opposite, uh, women would come out, or men even, uh, would come out uh, and say that they were sexually assaulted when they weren't, just for some sort of, like whatever thing but i think far more commonly i think to point out just this example is almost disingenuous to the overall argument though because i think far more commonly if anyone is coming out and saying that they were sexually assaulted or raped i mean that takes a certain level of guts to put you and your name out there Uh, and i do think that that tends to mean that for them to have come out and said that and then if other people also kind of back up their statements in a way i feel like sure. well uh, i mean <laughs> well so like with the more bill cosby likely. thing well the bill cosby thing it's more than likely he's guilty because there's so many allegations right. against him it's not right. or even with the Har- harvey and harvey even, weinstein harvey, thing that's going on right now yeah, yeah. um and it, and it's interesting because you know it's taking a little bit of time for celebrities to come out against you know kind of saying you know harvey harvey weinstein is wrong and and bad for doing this and they're very you know skillful in the words they're choosing because they're not actually any of the statements i've seen from celebrities most of them are not naming harvey weinstein by name and i can only think that it's a lot of them are friends with him and it's if you hear that your friend did something like this it's pretty devastating i think you know and i think it's well i also think it's hard for anybody to want it to like you know, I, I guess they aren't the friend that they, you thought they were, though. You right. know, well, also, end. maybe they're also, maybe they feel guilty because maybe they knew about, on some level, maybe not to the degree of what's come out, but maybe they knew on some level something sketchy was going on and they didn't uh, do anything. Uh, which also brings up, that's a whole nother gray area, by the way, is like, you know, what, you know, they may feel be in a position where they're not totally comfortable coming out about even speaking, you know, in other words, the, the women who, uh, sp- you know, spoke out against Harvey Weinstein, 
you know, it took a lot of, for them to come out, much more than obviously people that were on the sidelines, you know. Sure. But there is a degree for people on the sidelines that it's like, they're in a tough position as well to have to, you know, to come out about it, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. I'm sure that's a thing, you know, I'm sure. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting though, like, you know, I mean, people Ro- are Roman Polanski is still alive, and yet, and this is a case where I can separate the artist from the art, maybe because whatever he did was so long ago, um, and it seemed to be consensual too, even though it was statutory rape, con- considered statutory rape, and this, you know, he had sex with what a thirteen-year-old. It, it was a consensual thing, and not saying that that's not bad, but it happened so long ago that. I can still I can separate the artist from the art for for some reason for and maybe it's just the feeling like I can watch Chinatown and not think about this director involved. It's such a well-made film or Rosemary's Baby, you know, which he also made. Mm-hmm. I can look at that film and think, "Wow, this is a great film." And and maybe it's because the director's not in the movie himself it, itself, you know, and Maybe the thing with the Cosby show is Bill Cosby is in that show. He's portraying a fatherly figure that, and he's also espoused a certain persona in the media that he's of good values and moral, and he just, you know, doesn't like when kids are doing bad things. And, you know, he's, what an antithetical thing to do, you know? Right. And, and he's, you know, so I think that's also just the, you know. Yeah. I, I also, I, I was trying to. I actually don't think there is many instances, at least for me personally, where it, it, I I can't separate the two because I just kind of if I figure out something terrible about an artist, then I just kind of think of them as a terrible person. And uh-huh. while while it definitely like if I watch or listen or whatever consume their art, uh-huh. uh, maybe it's like a thought in the back of my mind, but um, I don't know if it's really necessarily influencing it too much in a in a super negative way and one thing i was thinking of too is um do you know like charles manson that he made like folk music which is actually which is actually like pretty good (laughs) it sounds (laughs) it sounds cool i mean like it's got a really uh i mean it's kind of good you know um and i mean obviously he's a terrible terrible person who did horrible things but it's also right. like, well, what are you going to do if he makes this music? It, it sounds good. And I've listened to it, and I've certainly enjoyed it. And, I mean, it's like you think about it, of course, when you're listening to it, like, oh, fuck, this is Charles Manson. But uh-huh. it doesn't really take away that I think that it's actually good, you know? Right. Right. Interesting. Oh, I thought you were just saying the opposite, where you can't separate. No, I can. I, I feel like oh, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare. Oh, there's not very many cases where you can't. Yes. That's what, that's what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, here's another, um, what's his name? The Shining. Uh, Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick? Kubrick, Kubrick yeah. Kubrick. So his method yeah. for getting a certain uh, acting uh, ability from uh, Shelley Duvall was he purposely made all the actors be standoffish to her. And actually, he was himself standoffish to her during the whole production, basically. And just kind of, I think, was even kind of mean to her or something oh, like very that. very mean. There's like sure, there footage and stuff. I, I, I went on a whole like rabbit hole with this uh-huh. and I find uh-huh. that's actually a great example. But yeah, I mean, he would do right. things like he would do things 50, 100 times over and then just like get her to a point of exhaustion and right. basically just push her to the absolute mental and physical limits to right. get this performance from her. Right. And and yet 
The Shining is. Uh, I don't know how long those stories have have been out in in the public, but it has endured for many people as a, a classic movie, a classic horror. Some movie, might actually. say it's one of the greatest horror <laughs> films of all time. Some might say you, that. Uh, you, I know. I know you said that actually, right? On, but on yeah. your podcast. I don't know. I, personally, though, I'm just trying to think like. When I heard that about Stanley Kubrick, actually, I was like, ah, that really kind of, I love Kubrick, you know, and I'm like, ah, that really puts a damper or on, even, on me, on like, I mean, his movies are great, you know, like he has the best movie on Vietnam that I've ever seen, you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Full Metal Jacket. But, <laughs> right. I mean, but, or like even hearing about um, Naomi Watts uh, in an interview I was watching recently, she tells a story about David Lynch about the filming of Mulholland Drive about how she was very uncomfortable with uh, the sex scenes. No, well, no, not the sex scenes. She's uncomfortable with the masturbation scene in Mulholland Drive, where she has to cry, and and she just... uh, Now, granted, like, the the whole story is not out about that, you know? And Naomi Watts is very good friends with David Lynch. Still, to 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 this day. day. And she thinks of him as a mentor. So I'm not quite sure... Basically, she was crying during that scene, and those tears are real. Because she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it, and she was, like, saying, she was saying, F you, David, F you, and he's like, all right. And she's he, like, all right, Naomi. We'll, all right, we'll Naomi, stop. all right, Naomi. And she was describing how she's like, well, I didn't, but I didn't hear a cut, though, and so I kept going, and all I kept hearing was, all right, Naomi, all right, all right. And, uh, and that always kind of felt weird to me, actually, and I... I will be honest, for a little bit, I was considering not watching Twin Peaks, actually, the new series, when I heard that story. I was like, ah, that that's just kind of makes it seem like a director getting his way oh, somehow, see, you know? But yeah, but and that, then, that's, that's the point that I definitely draw the line, where it's like, why would you, uh-huh. why would you not... Well, I mean, yes to both those things. Like, with The Shining, I totally agree. I, did, I learned all this shit about Kubrick uh-huh, as well, uh-huh. and, um, but it, did, it totally doesn't affect... When I watch that movie, I'm like... The performance is great. The movie is amazing. It's right. per- well, it's perfect. The difference, you know? <laughs> the difference was for me was like, well, Kubrick is dead. Okay, so like he. In other words, there is a again for me. It is also part of the person being alive. I guess you know, mm-hmm. will they they gain something from this somehow? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, it, on an just in my core, on an ethical level, am I somehow supporting this and guy's endeavors? by watching the you know his stuff basically still and i just was like ultimately i was like well you know obviously naomi watt i mean part of me was like well obviously naomi watts somehow got through it <laughs> you know i mean she's she, still right. friends with him she's still friends with him and i don't know the whole story actually there either you know she briefly spoke on that but i'm not quite sure like maybe she had a uh Maybe she talked it out with David Lynch afterwards, and maybe they came to a, a, some agreement, or maybe they worked it out somehow. I don't know the whole story on that, you know. So how could I? That's it's again basically jumping, it's, it's, a, it's jumping to conclusions I'm, without I'm knowing. Being the guilty fold. of something that I'm accusing other people doing, and it's like jumping Which is to not, conclusions without knowing the full story, basically. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, now that's how I kind of sutured it, I guess. So, uh, I but the thing about allegations is. Unless there's repeat allegations, which kind of make, you can generally draw a conclusion that this person is guilty, but if there's only one allegation, you'll never know the story, you, unless there was like a video camera, and, and it's, 
it really makes things tricky. And I think ultimately, um, for me, it's it's the kind of thing where uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just it goes it goes on feeling. I mean, like with the whole Woody Allen. I know we're just bringing up different examples, but the whole Woody Allen thing. It's not like there were repeat allegations against him. It was a, there's one allegation, you know, that happened that from that seemed to be from the person that had every reason to attack Woody Allen for everything he's got because yeah, Woody Allen, <laughs> you know, he he basically, you know, cheated Allen on it, cheated yes. on Mia Farrow with Mia Farrow's adopted daughter Sunyi Previn and um, and but that's the person that Woody Allen is now married to and then shortly afterward um, Mia Farrow obviously enraged and furious you know she uh, she told or, or she got it out of her daughter uh-huh. that that um, that Woody Allen had yes. molested <laughs> molested I'm sorry I just want to make sure I'm getting all the facts right molested the daughter at on one instance, and it's interesting because that it's one instance, and the, I don't know who to believe in the situation, and so for me to jump to any conclusions or for anybody to jump to any conclusions is is kind of hard for me to to grasp, and so but I can still watch Woody Allen films, I guess, but you know what? Even then, there's something a little. Even because of the one allegation, even, even though, though you're like, "What if I was wrong?" Is even though, kind of even though, like, you know, his Annie Hall's one of my favorite films of all time. Even with all that information, just, just one allegation, there's still a little bit of part of me that feels like, oh, I guess Woody Allen is sort of a weird guy in a way. Well, I'm know? sure like, he is a weird guy. Like I watch, if you watch him in a film, you're kind of like. This is sort of a little weird, I guess. But even though, like, I don't even know if that was a true thing well, or not. Well, in Manhattan, you know? for instance, like, he is dating a 17-year-old in that movie. Um, and, you know, it's kind of a weird, like, art or life imitating art in a way. I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, I don't know. It's, but She's very mature know, for her age. I, I will movie, say, though, so. even... Mariel like, Hemingway. Even with, like, a... If it's not that as severe of a crime... like. Kanye West, for example, mm-hmm. he's such an idiot that <laughs> I can't, I don't even want to listen to his music, even though some people seem to think he's really, really great. And I'm sure some of his music is good, although whatever this latest album was that he came out with maybe Life two years Pablo. ago, Life of Pablo, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, they're like really, really bad. It's like so, I don't know, I mean... I don't know what you think, but <laughs> I haven't listened. Even if, it, okay. even if it was good, I feel like he's so current and so much in the public eye as being an idiot that it's hard for me to separate the artist from the art in that situation. You know, yeah, because he's so in the public eye. Right. I mean, I kind of agree with that, but it, but I, again, it doesn't really affect the albums of his that I like, which really are just one. I, I really like Jesus, but. And I don't really like him overall, like, as an artist. Right, uh, right, right, right. What I mean is his art, you know? I just, I, it's not really for me, though I do right. like some of it. But uh, I totally agree that he's super annoying in, in 
in interviews or whatever whatever he does i don't even understand what i guess he's just tweeting stupid shit a lot of the times or whatever he's saying it's, right, it's all right. stupid um, right i think, that, him, I think like, that's a different story i think that's a different thing for you nikki because you're not really quite i mean attached to his you're music not, you're not way. attached to his music or even hip-hop that much in general though yeah neither I, mean, I. I know you like a little bit of it but right but for instance like we brought up quentin tarantino earlier I'd well, say we're a, pretty attached to those films. I mean, they're very, and they another, speak to us a lot, and they're very good. And yet, we've seen these interviews with Quentin Tarantino where he's really being, you know, just, you know... Kind of a jerk. Kind of a jerk and, like, Just full of himself. Just full of himself. Full of himself, and, and it's like, all right, all let's right, get right. real here. And, so then but I, his movies just are, his yeah, movies sorry. are just awesome. Though, right, you know? I, I think the are. solution is to just you make the personal choice to separate the artist from the art sure. which i which i did for tarantino in that i just made the choice like i'm not going to listen to interviews with him anymore because right, right. he bothers me so much and i don't want it to affect the art cuz it hasn't thus far but i wouldn't right. want to go into one of his movies just being like ugh i heard what he said about this movie and now it's right, kind of like right, annoying right. me the whole time or something right and there's, right, right. this also recently happened in a slightly different way with Darren Aronofsky, um, uh-huh. have oh, you guys, right? Have you guys seen Mother? I, I haven't. Seen it. I know you guys see an it, episode. I won't say I anything. Uh, I didn't listen to the episode because I do want to watch the movie, and I you didn't should. want to hear. I didn't want to hear you guys talk about it without me watching it. Right. I um, won't even. I think say I might have listened to the beginning of your episode, but you what? Sorry, go on. Just for I, your... I think I might have watched the listen to the beginning of that episode. Okay. Of totally tell me that you guys did on it, but right. Just uh, for listeners out there, Dominic is referring to his podcast. Totally tell me. They discussed the movie Mother on it. Right, on an yeah. Episode. But um, afterwards, uh, and I'm, I'll leave this very vague since you guys haven't seen it, he basically cleared up some mysteries of the film that I personally had. Uh, there was parts of the film that I was actually fascinated by um, that were vague, you know? And then he came uh-huh. out in these interviews and and... And literally in the interviews, he'd be talking to the interviewer and the interviewer would would be like, oh, I interpreted this as this. And he's like, oh, no, that's wrong. What that means is this. And I'm like, oh, "Oh my God, dude, that's so dumb. What are you doing? Like and, and in fact, I had a different interpretation from the interviewer of that same thing. And then he's coming in here and and he's basically like, oh, no, what all this means is this and this. And he's just drawing all of the lines as to what it all means. And I was like, Uh this totally annoys me so much. Yeah, it it ruins it. Right. It's like your interpretation of it, you know. That's what's what's so good about David Lynch is that he he doesn't say what the meaning of his things are. I love it. Often there is no intentional reading, I guess. Right, he's just doing it. He just thinks it's It's aesthetically interesting. It's a a visceral experience for him. Which is actually how I felt about Mother in a lot of ways. It reminded me of Lynch in that a lot of it is kind of up to interpretation. Right. Um, and I was like, wow, this is so awesome. You could kind of think about it in all these different ways. And there's, and actually me and Laura had lots of different ideas about what was going on in certain moments. Did Laura like it? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think she liked it a lot. I mean, I loved it. I, it to me, it's my favorite movie of the year. And, and oh, wow. You I've think seen it two times. And I just, I, I want to see it a third time. I'm obsessed with this movie. I love it. It's so uh. good. But it just, it really put a damper on things when, because people were like sending me these articles because they saw I was talking about Mother. They're like, 
oh, you know, right. you're wrong about this. And I was like, no, I'm not wrong. <laughs> I have my own thoughts on this. Right. right. And, it's like with right. any um, right. a piece of literature or any piece of art. Any piece of you're art. You're never wrong about the way you interpret something. Right. Um, I, would unless, even argue, unless the, I would even argue that... Unless there was a companion piece that the author wrote, or the artist wrote in addition no, to it. I, I know, disagree with like, Matt you, on that, Max. I even well, think no, if there was the artist, even if they say what their interpretation it is of it of a piece of art is, it's not how you personally interpret it, right. and you're not wrong for interpreting it, interpreting it that way because it's a piece of art, and once it's put out there, it doesn't solely belong to the author. No, it it is it is left open to interpretation. Right? Yeah, anyone. I think that's one of my composition teachers once told me that he hated doing like talking about his pieces afterwards because he's like I just made a whole piece like <laughs> this took me forever to do like why uh-huh. do you need to ask me questions about it enjoy the piece itself mm-hmm. and like uh, there's a known interview with Stravinsky actually about um, him using a certain chord or something like that that was interesting I think it was in either Firebird or The Ride of Spring and it was like a bitonal chord and, and uh, a critic asked him like well, what did you mean by all this stuff and he's like I just like the way it sounded. It was cool, you know. <laughs> it didn't have any, you know, ulterior meaning behind it. Uh-huh. It was just, too, I just liked the way it sounded, you know. Right, and, right. Uh, it was like, well, sorry for disappointing you. Like, you asked, you know. Mm-hmm. You, right. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, anyways, I was going to say, though, that I think that uh, that actually is maybe one of the most definite examples I can think of, at least in recent memory, where it did sort of affect me because I watched it a second time and right. then I couldn't help but think of right. these correct interpretations of, right, right, or the right. interpretations that Darren Aronofsky gave for this for these specific moments. Right. Did it make it a but, worse film for you? Well, I mean, I still I still love it. I mean, I still think uh-uh. it's incredible. Um, Do you think but I prefer Lawrence I prefer good? my interpretation of it, and I kind of wish I never even knew the other interpretation because right. I would rather hold on to my own. You know. Right. Do you think Jennifer Lawrence was good? By the way, just real quick, <laughs> is she a good? Is she good in what, it? Was she good in it? Oh yeah, she's incredible. I mean, because in general, I don't think she's that great. I oh, mean, no, I think she's, she's really fun. good. I think she's okay. Sometimes she's good but i i think she's really overhyped in my opinion but oh man maybe she's great in this movie oh so. she's good <laughs> let me she's just good. say though but this whole th- Aaron, darren aronofsky that's thing, an artist by the way that's hard for me to separate from from her personality her art oh really um, is jennifer lawrence i hate <laughs> the way she acts in interviews it's so crass and just gross she just really i, I, she, I feel like she has no tact sometimes in interviews oh, she's and, so just um, personable and she's just no like, i think she's she's no, not I, personal i think she's personal in the wrong way she's she's like so crass and <laughs> just she's she's very she's not pleasant and she's not i don't know this has to go with this whole goes wow. with my whole thing about her just seem to being seeming to be a champion of alcohol and alcoholism a lot. Oh. And I don't like that. I don't like when celebrities do that. And she seems to be like that in every interview she does. And uh-huh. um, so it's harder for me to watch her as an actress because I keep thinking about her. I think it's hardest with actors and actresses because you actually see them in that work of art. And so it's really like what you have to do then is actually separate not just the artist from the art, but separate the the fictional character person. that this person is playing versus the a- actual person they are in real life, you know, and that's harder to do. I think that's why it's hard from, that's why there's always this feeling when I watch the Cosby show, there's always going to be this feeling from now on uh-huh. that 
a weird feeling about watching Bill Cosby interact with as like a fatherly figure right. on, on the show. Just on that Jennifer Lawrence tip, I semi agree with Nikki and I semi don't. There's a part of me that is like, okay, she's cool in a way, but there are times when I'm like, I feel like she's putting on a show of being genuine, but she's not actually genuine sometimes. Like, she's trying to be personable, but she's not actually that personable, I feel like. <laughs> because she's, there, it's a nuanced thing, and I think she's maybe, I, I actually haven't personally seen that many movies, personally, for some reason, with Jennifer Lawrence, but Neither have she, I. May be, she may be a better actress in her movies than she is in <laughs> interviews, I will say. I, I have seen some movies with her, and uh, I guess the only movie that I saw her in that I thought she I was like, oh, this is a good performance was when she was in American Hustle. Even though I didn't think that movie was great, I thought it was okay, I thought she did a good job in that. But like Silver Linings Playbook, which she won the Best Actress Oscar for, I was thinking to myself, really, she won the Best Actress Oscar? Like, uh-huh. she wasn't that great in it. But well, anyway, I just, yeah. She's well, anyway, I don't like but the anyway, bad mouth artist. I don't, we're, we're, she does, she does a fine job. She does, gets the job done. That's fine, okay? <laughs> sure. Well, Why not? Uh, just a... Uh, uh, one, uh, just to, before we conclude this episode, uh-huh. um, just a couple of noted examples I just wanted to talk about, just, just to be interesting for people to know. Um, that song, Carmina Burana, that is used in a lot of movies, by the way, that goes, ha, 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 You know that song? I think so. You know, dum, 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 dum. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like you know for chaotic, it's scene. used a lot in commercials yeah. and in movies and everything. It's by a guy named Karl Orff, who was a Nazi. Actually, oh, God. he was a member it of the Nazi the, party. It's the one piece that has made uh, <laughs> remained in in our uh, repertoire in our classical repertoire. That has remained from the Nazi regime, actually. So is this, this, is this this the segment of the show where you're like trying to ruin art for people? <laughs> well, I just thought it would be yeah, interesting know, right? for people to know. Now that, people actually. are gonna be like, "Oh, great, that's my favorite <laughs> piece." Well, it's like, well, they should know. You're, you're like, like, "Hey, uh, I just wanted to let you know a few more uh, things here that you might I love just, that you." I thought hate. it was interesting when I found <laughs> that out. Actually, it was like, "Oh my god, this is so famous." But actually, you know what? It crazy. doesn't make you hate the piece less. Maybe because no, I mean, the Nazi Party. Well, as it was known back then well, does no longer exist. It there are neo Nazis now, but that's a different. Well, it, it's kind of a different thing, and you know that's a uh, right. By the way, I uh, <laughs> he definitely. I'm not sure if he was just contracted by the Nazi regime to make that, or if he was. In any event, he was working with the Nazis somehow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, that was just the one, oh. the one I wanted to mention. <laughs> um, and sorry, before we, maybe I shouldn't ask you this, but I know we kind of had a little debate about uh, uh, two episodes ago with Dominic online about um, uh, public right. restrooms. I don't know. Is there anything you wanted to say or add to that? I mean, uh, maybe, maybe I, we shouldn't I talk about that in another this episode because that yeah. we have to set up everything. Yeah, forget and, it. <laughs> we'll cut, cut that out. Just because we'll, it's gonna, that's going to go on another Maybe we'll do another episode, sure. like Public Restrooms Part 2 or something like that. Yeah, oh, I'd be so down. I was dying to be on that episode. It was. Yeah, like, I know. You could have Why didn't we think <laughs> we should so, get so, so dying to be on Which is well, sometimes not even, I asked, not even him, the, I asked the, him last minute, but he didn't have the mic. mic. Oh, know, that's right. That's oh, right. Oh, man. Right. All, of the, all of the routines, all of the... It was just incredible. It was incredible. Well, four... What was it? Four... You put four layers of toilet paper 
on top of the paper thing too no i don't use the paper thing you don't use the paper thing, the, but you, you use like four you wiped out so you you wipe down the seat it's already clean and then you put what? four you you wipe down the seat but yeah oh this is for public restrooms by uh-huh. the way not at not at home <laughs> But yeah, I wipe down the seat with soapy water if I can, if that's available to me and I can easily do that. And I'll wipe that down, but I'll let it sit there. I know if you really got to go sometimes, I can't even bother with that, but I still will always make sure I put um, three to four layers of toilet paper on there before I sit down. I just, Um, I put my butt on it, you know, I put my butt on it. That is gross, dude. I I can't even get a, you are totally dirty, But on the seat. (laughs) Right, right there, just boom, butt. <laughs> I take care of me. You don't want to get. You know what? My butt's doing okay. My butt's doing just fine, actually. Right, I guess you can't see it yourself. But. <laughs> you know that is a strange thing. You can't see your butt. You know, well, you like, can. You can. There, you can. Well, you can. I guess, I guess you, can. you can. Actually, what am I yeah. saying? You can. Look, I mean, well, you can you also know, you just you're take a picture of, you're, too. You're in a mirror. You know, you just look behind. That's true. That's true. But you can't have a good old. You know, full frontal view you of take it. A picture. You, know what I mean? you can take a picture if you, you want. Can. Hear, you can. I was going to say, you can you take a picture. You want to hear something really gross, Dominic? Our cousin, like this was happening, he did this a few years ago. He actually videotaped while he was on the toilet going poo. He videotaped his butthole opening up as the poo was coming out. It is so gross I know. the way the butthole works in I that know, moment. It's so you know, that I'm a little more familiar with, I will say. Oh, okay. I guess you are familiar with that. I guess you are familiar with that. Right. It's so crazy that this thing that we... It like opens up and closes. Uh, just the way it cracks and opens up, it's so weird. Oh, yeah. It's very weird how the butthole works. And yeah, it, you know, you it really, has to be done. It has to be done. Yeah. Why do we build... State. You got to get in a relaxed state and sort of... That can kind of relax the butthole into an open sort of state, you know, and then many sure. things can pass in or out at that point, you know. Oh right. well, yeah, well, hey, yeah. Wait. Oh man, I got we got to have you on for another episode <laughs> where you just answer all our questions about, you know, uh, ho- the homosexual community. I guess. Oh yeah, you know, I'm down. I've got lots of questions. Well, I so mean, down. Dominic can't. I mean, but that's also a thing, like. Dominic is one single member of that, that community. He I know, can't speak about it. I, I, that's we, no, I speak for all of them. I speak that's for all of them. That's, that's true, but he can answer some questions that's that true. I'm very sure. oblivious to, you know? I'm sure. That would be I'm a fun so, episode. We should do I'm that. So sure. yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. sure. I'm so sure. I'm so sure. But anyway, you know, that's a thing they said back in the day. They would say, I'm so sure. I'm so sure. <laughs> well, that's what Valley Girls said in the 80s. Right. No, I know. Bring but, it back. Um, but anyway, uh, final, final word is... it's. It's, it's left really, up to the, the consumer, you know? But you should, if but you, you should. But you should, what? I think, try and separate. Oh, uh, yes. We th- we, I well, think we can all agree you should try your best to separate the artist from the art, well, but I don't know sometimes I it's not always possible. I don't know if I necessarily agree with okay, that. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, again, right, like right, I come right, back right, to, right. like, <laughs> if, if you are watching something and it's contributing to them gaining money somehow, then... I don't think you should separate it, actually. Okay. Because then they're still financially gaining something. Here's my that, problem know? with that, Max, is you know how many movies Harvey Weinstein has produced? Mm-hmm. Like, so, okay. like all of Quentin Tarantino's I, movies. I get it. But the difference and there, the difference I have with that, though, yes, it is, but it would, it's also like, it sucks for the actual artists, though, on that. You know what I'm saying? 
it's like those guys are well, actual artists. Well, the producers then, is different. Go ahead. Well, but then that also sucks for you know the uh, tons of people who also help any art make get made. You're absolutely right. You, know, you like, are absolutely right. It sucks absolutely for the right. DP who put all their life and soul into a movie. Absolutely, that the You're artist right. totally sucks see, at. You know. Well, there. It's yeah. good that I said that because now I'm I'm changing my mind here. <laughs> as yeah. as we'll do. As we'll, right. do. we'll do. We'll there do. There you go. There uh, you he's go. right. Actually, there. That is true. Actually, people don't realize how much goes into make there's so many jobs on a film and in music too i would even say more in film though actually there's just so That's many jobs you, when, at a lot the of end of a movie you too. see all these credit credited people and you're like wow all these people were involved in the making of this film it's kind of crazy how yeah. all these things had to come to films are fascinating fascinating for that reason they all are, these, all these have entities had to come together for to this to happen this actually you know? Work, you know and that is a kind of a beautiful thing even if the movie's bad it's just kind of beautiful that that actually happened you know mm-hmm um, so, final word. I think that was a final word. <laughs> um, but by, by the way, while we're on the subject of movies, the movie that I'm anxiously waiting for the most uh, this year is The Disaster Artist. Can't wait for that to come out. Really oh, nice I'm very year. excited for that too. But I was telling Laura about that, and she's like, "That looks stupid." And I'm like, "No, no, no!" no. We gotta tell good. her to watch the preview because it looks really funny. Actually, here's, here's it looks like thing. James Franco does a James good Franco job. does a really Laura. good job. Laura saw that it was uh, from A24 Production Company, and then she just got this whole tip about A24 makes like movies that are for millennials and are like trying to be cute or whatever. And I'm like, this Moonlight is made A24. Actually, I know. Oh, I, I, look, I, we've had we've had an argument about this. It was like, I, I actually A twenty four is generally good. It I is. Think, it right? is very good. I I think generally. What else does A twenty four make? What do they? Do? They do some TV shows too, right? I uh, they did. Uh, I mean, they did they did a lot of good stuff, and I'm totally drawing a blank right <laughs> I'm now. I'm totally blanking right <laughs> now too. I, uh, I do have a. I, I made a list for for Laura actually that I was going to. I told her that I would whip this out anytime that she uh-huh. that she tells me uh, that A24 sucks. Okay, they did Room, which was okay. That was actually just fine. Whatever they did, The Witch. Uh, I, I never seen it. Oh, but Laura the liked The Witch. Oh, Laura loves The Witch. They did Green Room, which is great. Uh, Moonlight, It Comes at Night, which I thought was great, but Laura did not like it. Swiss Army Man, which I thought was great, Laura didn't like it. But, you know, anyway, so it's a little mix and mash, and it, you know. <laughs> Your list was just saying a lot of stuff but Laura the witch, didn't like. But The Witch was a movie that Laura did like. Oh, The Witch she loves, and she also liked Moonlight. I don't think she loved yeah, Moonlight. Yeah, she liked Moonlight. She didn't love yeah. Moonlight, but it still wasn't something that and she, she liked. It still Green wasn't Room. a cutesy movie, though, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah it definitely Green wasn't Room is a cutesy. Not cutesy. Anyways, you yeah. um, know. In any event... Um, I think our final word, just to conclude it, because we actually kind of skipped over it a little bit, but final word is uh, use your own discretion, I suppose. It's up to you. It's a personal thing. Ultimately, Ultimately, you should try your best to separate the artist from the art because it is important to do that, Um, especially because of what we just said. A lot more than just one artist goes into creating a piece of art, Mm -hmm. and um, it would suck to ruin this whole art piece of art because, because of, of just, one because person. of one person that was involved in it, um, so and in, in addition, you might actually be de- as bad as the person might have been. You might be denying yourself something that might be important, actually, too. You know, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah. um, and but that said, we also understand if you can't ultimately, if it's not possible for you, don't you know force yourself. You right? Know? It's a feeling. It's, it's a, a feeling. Sometimes you can't explain your feelings. You know. We're all human. We're all human. 
Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max and Nikki. Thank you, Dominic, for joining us today on this episode. Thank you. Tune in next time.